We're starting a new series in this thankful month of Thanksgiving, starting a new series. And um, the title of this series is Thank God. Thank God. Um, Throughout this year, I have a couple of verses of scripture I want to just look at before I started, actually. But throughout this year, um, I started this message on Wednesday night. I don't usually do that. I don't usually start my Sunday series on Wednesday, but I did. And uh, I read two scriptures. I'm going to read them to you again tonight or today. Um, and the first one is found in 1 Timothy 1 and verse 18. And um, throughout this whole year, there's been a prophetic anointing on me to preach the word this year, just in a different way, in a unique way. And I'm not, I'm not asking for your approval about it. I'm not saying, well, yeah, I think you're right about it. Well, it really didn't matter. I, I did what God told me, and what I've shared have been prophetic words in ways that affect people's lives. Throughout the year, we've talked about God and knowing Him like we've never known Him before throughout the year. We've talked um, this year about the voice of God and being able to hear the voice of God and discern the difference in the voices. There's God's voice, and then there's a plethora of other voices out there that God wants us to be able to discern and know the difference in what, what it is that we're hearing. Every thought that you have in your mind is either directly or indirectly connected to a voice. And we've talked about that throughout the year. And it's, and it's vital that we understand that. Throughout the year, we talked about the love of God, knowing the love of God, knowing God as love. He, is, he, he doesn't love, He is love. And we've talked about that throughout the year and the importance of that. And so <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm bringing uh, next month in, in, during the Christmas season, we'll have another series, but I'm bringing this year to a place of on purpose, having a message in a series that we're sharing this month on what it means to be thankful and to be grateful. Um, through, throughout the Bible, it talks about thankfulness to God and who He is. And, and thankfulness isn't just some responsibility that we have. Actually, we have to realize we're blessed to be able to thank God because in our thanksgiving, it positions us to receive. The more receiving that you will have in life will be determined on how thankful and grateful that you are and developing that attitude. Because it's very easy to be ungrateful. But I'll say this to you. There's no middle ground between thankfulness and unthankfulness. It's not, well, you know, I I, I wasn't unthankful, you know. I was kind of thankful. No, there's no kind of anything. You're either grateful and thankful or you're not. And if you're not, you're not receiving from God. And that's what I'm going to talk about this whole month. Teaching this message, usually during this month, we teach on on Thanksgiving, on being grateful and thankful. But this year it's a little bit different the way we're we're ministering this. But in in 1 Timothy 1.18, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, this is Paul towards the end of his life, According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, by the prophecies, 
you may wage a good warfare. I encourage you, uh, ladies, in your, in, uh, I heard how great that the women's meeting was, the prophetic word that was preached by Pastor Roxanne, and the prophetic words that she gave over people individually I, uh, throughout the year. And, and every word that was preached, all the different speakers that we had through the year from word first on, and, and all the words that came from the pulpit. Take this verse of Scripture. Can you put that one more time for me? Take this verse of Scripture and war a good warfare for what you have a right to. As the song said today, every promise in His Word is mine. Amen? Amen? Every promise belongs to me. And I tell you, the way you get there is by waging that good warfare with those prophetic words, with the things that you've heard taught, and thanking God that they're so. Every promise in God's Word is not sometimes and when we feel like it. The promises of God are yes and amen and so be it. That's the way it is. If He said it, that's the way it is. I have to get involved in receiving what He says is so. Can you say amen to that? The other verse of Scripture that we read, and then I'll just... Look at a few other verses during, uh, uh, concerning my message. But the other verse I, I read on Wednesday night was uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. That's verse 16. Rejoice always. Verse 17 is pray without ceasing. Those are the two shortest verses in the Bible right there. And then verse 18, in everything give thanks. In everything give thanks. He didn't say, he, he, he didn't say, give thanks for everything. He said, in everything, give thanks. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So what I'm ministering to you this month is the will of God for your life. And that is to find a place of thankfulness like you've never had before in your life. And what, will, what it will do is it will open and continue to open doors for you that maybe in days past seemed to be shut. God doesn't shut doors. God doesn't shut doors. God leads us to the doors He created us to walk through. The devil is in the opening-shutting business. Bam, bam, bam. You ever had somebody that's opening and shutting something? Open and sh Boy, it's annoying. That's the devil. God's not in the shutting business. But he will lead you away from doors you're not to walk through. That's why all year we taught in number of different times about how vitally important it is for us to know the voice of God. As it says in Matthew, uh, in uh, John 10, my sheep... They know my voice, they hear my voice, they know me, and they follow me, and I lead them out. And when we follow the voice of God, then we go through the opportunities He sends us through, and we don't pay attention to the other ones that appear to be right. Because the Bible says there's a way that seems right, but at the end is destruction. That's not being led by the Spirit of God. So take the words that you've heard this year. Go back to the podcast and download them. Listen to them. Meditate on the things that you've heard preached this year and wage a good warfare for what rightfully belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? Amen. So, 1 Corinthians 
We're going to look today, <clears throat> start with 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 56. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 56. Let me just say this before we read this verse. Just leave that up there. That's fine. Being thankful is more important than what you or I ever imagined. Being thankful is more important than what you and I ever imagined, being thankful and grateful. Remember, there's no middle ground. You either are or you're not. And if you're not, what an opportunity to become, right? Don't beat yourself up over it. Look for opportunities to be thankful and grateful. Um, before I read that verse, I want to give you the definition of the word thankful. It means to be grateful, to be appreciative, to have favor, to have grace, to be worthy of thanks. Remember those, well, you won't remember them all, but just I gave you those up front because in several verses that I'm going to read here in a moment, uh, we'll look to that definition. So, 1 Corinthians 15.56, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Verse 57, but thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Can you, can you put that up in the New Living Translation for me? The New Living, <clears throat> just verse 57. We can wait, right? Are we patient? Yeah. We can wait. We don't get uncomfortable in silence. <laughs> Thanks be to God. I really like the way this New Living Translation says this. Thanks be to God. Got it? But thank God. That's where I got my series from. Thank God. But thank God. He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Go, go, uh, go back to 56 in the New Living there. For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But how many know we're not under the law? We're under, we're under what? Grace. We're under grace. Say, I'm under grace. Not, not under the law. You know, so verse 56, it can say whatever it wants to say. But our focus is verse 57. But thank God. I said, thank God. 
Amen? Thank God. Thank God He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God. Look at 2 Corinthians. And, and you can give this to me in the New Living also. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. I'm sorry I didn't give you that translation. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. <clears throat> Is that 1 Corinthians 15, 57? No, it's 2 Corinthians 2, 14. And what does it say? But thank God. I said, thank God. Thank God we're not under the law and under laws and under pressure. We're under grace. Amen? But thank God who has made us his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now, he uses us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Amen. Where are you going? You, you, you know one of those machines that they have like in, in a bathroom and it sprays for uh, bugs? You know, you can be in there washing your hands and that spray thing will go off and it's like, oh, man. Right? Well, well you got one of those connected to you. And when you're thankful, everywhere you go. So I'm walking this way. Pew, 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 pew. And it's coming out my back. And it's coming my side. Pew, right? When you're thankful, we're like this sweet smelling perfume. Not a bad odor. Hmm? Mm -mm. Heaven, there's no B.O. No, thank God. Because hmm? there's nothing bad in heaven. Thank God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Now, I'm just going to say a couple things as I have just a few verses of Scripture left that I want to read for today. Um, <clears throat> But if you're taking notes, you can write these couple things down. Humility and thankfulness complete themselves. They complete each other. Thankfulness is completed in humility. Humility is completed as I become thankful. Thankfulness will begin to be more a part of me when I humble myself under God's mighty hand. As I humble myself under God's mighty hand, I will continue to thank the Lord for His greatness. They complete each other. That's a really powerful statement. You're, you'll get pieces of that all this month in, in, in what we're preaching here. <clears throat> and the other statement is this. God's grace makes thankfulness possible. God's grace makes thankfulness a possibility in my life. Only because of His grace. Only because of His grace. What's interesting is this. The, the, the verses that we read here, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, 
in 2 Corinthians 2.14, the word thanks is the same identical word. It's okay. The word thanks is the same identical Greek word. It's the same identical Greek word as the word grace. The word thanks is the same Greek word as the word thanks. If you look up those words, it's, it's the word, and I'm not sure the pronunciation of the word, but it's C-H-A-R-I-S, 5485 in the Greek, in the Strong's Greek. Um, it's the same identical word for grace as it is for the word thanks. Grace makes thankfulness a possibility. So there's a question that we have to ask ourselves. How much of what happens in life that's good in my life is because of me? And how much of what happens in my life is because of God? The successes and things that we have in life, we have a tendency as human beings to look at our successes as though it was a result of how strong and how smart and I did all this work and I did all these things. So what we're talking about concerning thanksgiving, the possibility of thanking God is because of the grace of God. In other words, if you want to be protected all of your life in all of your successes, then what has to be developed on the inside of you is a thankfulness that everything that I am and everything that I do is because of how great He is. That humility will raise me up, but it will raise me up as I continue to go down to be raised up. When you go down is to humble yourself under Him. So when I'm raised up, he's always higher. You know, it's, it was really strange that I've seen in all my 40-some-odd years of salvation is uh, there's a tendency to want to try to be humble, which actually becomes false humility, which is actually... When I was talking about sweet fragrance, that false humility is like B.O. And people smell it everywhere you go. Because what you're trying to do, you're trying to be humble. You can't try to be humble. You know how you humble yourself? By thanking God for how great He is. You take a verse of Scripture like <clears throat> this verse I'm going to read right here. It's found in 1 Corinthians 15, but verse 10. And I'm going to just read that in the New King James. But 1 Corinthians 15 and 10, to me, says it all. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Wow. By the grace of God. Would the grace of God want you to be anything more than everything and beyond that you could be? But the way you get there His way is acknowledging that 
without his grace, I'm nothing. Paul said, I am. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. I labored even more. The more you find out about everything that you are is because of what he did for you, you don't have anything in life apart from God. And when you realize that, you want to do more than you've ever done before. You know why? Because you'll always succeed. The deal about the other kind of humility, which is not humility... The false humility is that you might, win a, you might win a skirmish and a battle. You might overcome something in the natural. But the more credit you take to yourself, the more set up you are for a fall. That's what we, we see. We have to work this process through. See, did I say you can't be confident? No, just don't overestimate your abilities and who you are higher than God. Did I say you couldn't have confidence in your abilities and the things that you know? How many in here, you have a trade and you know what you're doing when you're in that trade? Somebody has a trade. I've got about seven or eight. <clears throat> but you know what you're doing, right? So I was... I was uh, seeing this lock that goes on your front door. I've been watching it for about two years. And I, I'd walk down the aisle at Lowe's, and my wife and I would walk down, and we'd talk about getting that lock, and, yeah, we'll get that lock, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know if I want to pay that kind of money for a lock, you know. It's just a lock. Well, it's got a keypad, and it's electric and all that kind of thing, you know. And so as I, as I looked at it and I watched it, I went and did my research as I have learned to fix things because I've gone to YouTube and found people that knew what they were doing and I just did what they said and bah, it worked. And uh, so I went and did my research on putting this lock on and I mean, you know, I, I know how to change a deadbolt out. It's not that hard, but, but I just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything that was going to trip me up and a 30-minute you know, job was going to take me three and a half days. And it has. <laughs> it wasn't funny then. Glory to God. It was not funny then. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Why was I telling that story? I mean, it was a great story, right? But what was I talking about before then? Having a trade, right, and, and having confidence in the thing. And, and when you know, see, this morning as I left my house, I put my three fingers on the pad. I put in my little number, and it locked. Because I did, I did what the instruction said. But you know what? What's interesting about it is, no matter how good I get at replacing locks on doors, but for the grace of God, I couldn't do anything. And it's like I know that, and I've been able to take things like that in situations. It's the reason I've taught myself trades like that. I mean, you know, 
not, it's not an actual trade, it's just a job. But the reason I've made myself do it instead of hire it or ask somebody else to come over and do it, the reason I've done it is because God's given me the ability to do things that in the natural I was never trained in. See, God doesn't call the trained. He doesn't call the equipped. He calls you and then he equips you. And when you learn that and you apply those principles, then how much limitation is there over your life for you to accomplish? Absolutely none. There's no limitations when he is first and he's on top and you're right underneath him. Here's God and here's Bert. He said so. Here's God and here's you because he said so. So why would you... Why would you want to bypass his grace and put yourself up here trying to figure life out? It doesn't work. How do you get here? By thanking him. By thanking him. Thankfulness is a privilege that grace has provided. I don't know any better way to say it. That's what it says to me. Thankfulness is a privilege that grace has provided me. I want to thank Him. I want to look for Him and His wisdom and His knowledge to be able to accomplish something, like putting a lock on a door. I want, I want His grace. I want to be confident in Him, not in my own abilities, and yet I can do it. And you know, in the midst of that, there's some attaboys. Right? My wife was really impressed. <laughs> After I finished it, and it locked, and you can hear it goes, I could hear from the other room, hey, I heard it go. <laughs> and that's all good. But honestly, but for the grace of God, I couldn't do something like that. You know Why? Because even though someone else will tell you how to do something, if you're, not, if you're not confident in the grace of God, you'll be frustrated in every job. And why would you want to do something that you're constantly frustrated with? But when it's the grace of God, you can accomplish whatever he puts before you. Thankfulness is a privilege that the grace of God has provided us. Amen? Man. So... I want you to look at these two passages. The first chapter of 1 Corinthians and the fourth verse. First chapter and the fourth verse. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Jesus Christ. That you were enriched in everything by Him in all utterance and in all knowledge. Paul's saying this to the church at Corinth and he's saying it to the church in Kerville and he's saying it to gates of the city this morning. And I'm saying it 
by the Spirit of God to you today. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given to you by Jesus Christ. I'm saying it just like that. The grace of God was given to you. And the grace of God has privileged you and I to be thankful. That's what we're talking about. I'm building a foundation today for the rest of the month. I'm building a foundation in understanding that we have, we have the privilege. It's not just the power that thankfulness produces because it does produce it. But it's the privilege that we have to be able to thank God. Remember the verse we read earlier? We don't thank Him for everything. We thank Him in the midst of everything. And what we're thanking Him for is all of His amazing promises. Just put that, force that down into your little pipe. Light it and take a big puff. Because we need to inhale and digest that. That's what's happening. I thank my God. I, you know, I, I never realized. I never realized when I first started out, Pastor, I never realized how my heart could be for another individual. I know in my relationship with my wife, how my heart is for my wife. I know in my relationship with my daughters how my heart is for my daughters, for my mother-in-law, for my father. But I never realized how my heart could be there for other people. When Paul says this, I thank my God always. I pray for you people always, every day, every day. I pray for you that you will get the wisdom and understanding that he has for you about how his grace has provided for you and set you up for a life that is just so successful beyond what people can think because success in the world is determined by how much you have and how good looking you are and how many things you own and all these kind of things. Success in God will produce all those things. Did God not say, I know you have need of all these things. Did he not say it? I'll make sure you get them, but seek me first. Understand what pastor's saying to you today and it'll all come to you. Because those things aren't number one. Those things are the result of knowing God, of hearing God's voice, of understanding God as love, and then having a heart of thankfulness and thanking Him in the midst of everything and watching His promises be fulfilled and manifest in your life. Look at this verse of Scripture in Romans Five. Romans 5 and um, verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by one man's offense, and he's talking about Adam, many died, they were separated from God, in other words, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace of the one man. Everybody say, Jesus was a gift. The grace of God, watch this, watch the wording here. Go, you got to spend some time. I don't have time to, to spend here, but I will later in the, in the month. He said, but much more the grace of God, the favor of God, the unmerited 
influence and power of God, the unlimited influence of God is the grace of God. He said, he said much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of God, the one man, Jesus Christ. His decision to pick you and not himself has now empowered you through that grace to be thankful for every promise in God's word that belongs to you. You have the ability every day to thank him that you're healed. To, to, to thank Him that you're more than a conqueror, that the greater one is in you, to thank Him for every promise in His Word. And the more you become thankful, the more the grace of God works on your behalf. See, the grace of God has already done everything He's ever going to do because He did it through the one man, Jesus Christ. But for those things that He accomplished to be manifested in you, the key to that that unlocks the hidden promises that the world is searching for begins to happen as you become thankful for all those promises on a day-to-day -day basis. That's the key. Verse 16. Wait, wait, so the, the, the rest of verse 15 says, And the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, it abounded to many. It abounded to me. It abounded to you. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation, but the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more, much more, much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. We will reign in this life when we receive the abundance of that grace. What happened for me was not because of me. There were many offenses. But he died for me before I made all of my mistakes so that I could be liberated and free. And so today... By faith, I'm thanking Him. Lord, I thank You that I'm saved. Lord, I thank You that I'm healed. Lord, I thank You that I have the right to step into Your kingdom, even in my mistakes and even in the things that I've done that were not right. Lord God, You've empowered me as, I, as I've asked for forgiveness and I step through the doors that You have for me. I have the right to succeed and advance in everything that I set my hand to. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful today. You've got to remind yourself of these things daily because other voices are going to tell you. You're disqualified. Man, you know what you did. You know what you did the other night. You know what you said to so-and-so. You know how you treated that person in traffic the other day. You know what you did over here. You're disqualified. No. No. The grace of God qualified us, and we will never be unqualified unless we choose to not do our part. And one of those keys is creating a thankful heart and being thankful to God for who he is and what he's done. Have you ever struggled with something in your life? You begin to get some victory over it. Then you feel like you slip back again. You do, you do it again. You get a little bit more victory. 
but then you slip back again. And, and, and over a number of different times, when it becomes difficult to, be, to, to remain faithful, there comes that, that fork in the road, that ultimate decision time where you're going to choose, I'm going to stay with it until I get it, or you're going to throw the towel. The majority of people, because they don't understand what we're talking about today and they don't understand the grace of God, the majority of people, they throw the towel in. They get tired of continuing to make the mistakes when that's not really what they want to do, but they've not trained their flesh to do what's right. So you stay with it and you train yourself and you stay faithful to the things of God until you see it happen. That's how long-suffering and how much mercy God has. Well, you know, and I've heard people say this. Well, you know, I just think the mercy of God ran out on me. That's thinking pretty highly of yourself. Like the blood of Jesus didn't take care of all the mistakes and how many times you've screwed things up. I'm just telling you today, the more you press in, the more you get free. It's just the way it works. When you're just poking around out there, you know, I mean, at least you're poking, you know, poke for a while, but, time, but after a, a while, let's throw the stick away. Let's take a dive in. Amen. Let's get serious about it. You can overcome anything that you've ever struggled with in life because of the grace of God by starting with saying, Lord, this doesn't look good. I've screwed up all these different times, but I'm so grateful and thankful of what? Whatever promise is tied to whatever you're struggling with. And I promise you, there is a promise, more than one, that's tied to whatever you struggle with. Can you say amen to that? Amen, amen and amen and amen. When I ask you the question, when you ask yourself, how much is you and how much is grace? What's the answer to that question? Think about it for a minute. The answer to that question is, it's 100% God all the time with every person, whether they know it or not. My life is 100% about God. And most people that don't know God, the ones that don't know God, could think that that could never happen that way. They would never give themselves over to something else 100%. Well, I'll give him 20, but i got to control the other 80. He'll take the 20, believing to get 30. Because over time, what happens is when you give God 20, that 20 looks so good and your 80 begins to look so not good that you'll give him 30 and then 40 and then 50. We just, whatever, whatever journey that you're on, just stay in the journey and just don't quit. Amen? And when we learn to master thanksgiving, there's no end to what you can receive from God when you master the art of thankfulness. Amen? So <clears throat> I want to end today with this verse in 1 John 5 and verse 4. I'm going to actually look at it and look at the first verse that we read when we start. Well, the first one with the series in 1 Corinthians 15, 57. I'm going to look at that one and the 1 John 5, 4. <clears throat> in the Old Testament, 
we actually read the scripture on Wednesday night in the Old Testament in Psalm 78. It said, in talking about the children of Israel, there's many accounts in the book of Psalms of the children of Israel's journey in the wilderness. And in that passage, in Psalm 78, you can go back and look at it. It's verse 40 through 42 that we read. It says that because of their ungratefulness and their complaining attitudes, it said that they limited the Holy One of Israel. God's ability is never limited. But our responses to God in the midst of things that we face will limit His ability to deliver us. And in 1 John 5 and verse 4, it gives us the answer to how to overcome in every situation regarding thanking God for His greatness. 1 John 5, 4 says, Whatever is born of God, and you're a whatever, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory, this is the victory that, is, that has overcome the world, our faith. And I don't have time to spend on this. I'll just say this. It's not having faith in your faith. It's you having faith in the fact that what he says is so is so. What he did, what he accomplished, it was truly victorious for you. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world's situations is our faith in the fact that He overcame. And if He overcame, then by the grace of God, I can thank Him for those precious promises, and those precious promises will come to pass. So, spend some time on this verse of Scripture and 1 Corinthians 15.57 that we read earlier at the beginning. Spend some time looking at each of these and realizing the victory day to day that is at your disposal. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the victory that overcomes the world or that comes to me in worldly situations, things in the world that I face, this is the victory, my faith that he overcame. And if I believe he really overcame, then he gives me that victory. In other words, that was Old Testament. New Testament is this. New Testament is he's already given us the victory. He doesn't give it to you. He's already given it to you. And when I begin to thank him, it begins to come to me what rightfully belongs to me. If I choose to be like the children of Israel in the wilderness, Scripture says in Hebrews, they didn't enter in because of unbelief, because of their complaining, their ungratefulness. Remember, there's no middle ground. You're either grateful or you're ungrateful. You're either thankful or you're unthankful. And that's what we have to work on on a day-to-day -day basis. The other day I was so unthankful and ungrateful and complaining about a situation. And I just caught my mouth. Stop it. Stop it. What, 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 what's that going to do? I mean, if there was anything I could do about that situation that I was complaining about for a couple of minutes, 
If there's anything I could have done about it, I'd have already done it. So I can't do anything about it. And I promise you, complaining is not going to help it out. Actually, I'm digging a hole for myself, and I'm going to end up falling in it if I don't correct it. How do I correct it? You know what, Lord? God, I'm sorry. Lord, you're so merciful and so enduring with me. How many times that you've forgiven me time and time and time. And you know what? His forgiveness isn't, he doesn't have to dig deep. Well, we'll try again. No, you're already forgiven. No, that you're already forgiven. Thank God for the grace. You're already forgiven. And when I go to him, Father, I, I, I repent for saying that. Uh, that, that. That does absolutely no good. And, and, and you start thanking him. And, you know, the thing I was complaining about had to do with somebody else. Somebody a long way away, a family member or whatever, and it was something that happened and I was just complaining about. And, I, and so I began to thank God for them and their lives. And things in their life. And as I did, I began to see all the promises of God. And, and, and not only just for them, but I began to thank him for me. And I thank you that you've, you, you, th- this is a privilege that I can thank you in the midst of something that wants to take me down. What a privilege to thank God. And what empowered me? It was the grace of God. The grace of God has given me the right to thank him in the midst of difficult times. That's the best way I can preach what I had to give you today. Amen? I'm done. Amen. I'm done. God is good and he's great. And we can do this thing, folks. 2019 is a year. Just One, one of the words that's just been coming to me is that it's a year of truth. It's a year of truthfulness. Being absolutely true with yourself living in the truth of God and his word. It's a year of truth, of, of breaking out and, and becoming all that God wants you to be, to be free from the bondages and the shackles that the enemy try to hold us back with and hold us down with. We're liberated and free. It's a year of supernatural truth that's producing in your life things that you've never seen produced but you always wanted to see. That's what I'm seeing come this, 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 this right now and on. It's not waiting till 2019. Well, I can't receive that until 12 o'clock on December 31st. No, no, you just receive it right now. I'm just saying where we're at right now, heading into 2019, it's a year of truth and truthfulness. And the truth will set you free and liberate your life and do amazing things on the inside of you. Amen? I'm believing that for each and every one of you.